This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Content is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hi, I'm Julie Vargas. I'm the Director of Digital Solutions at Avery Dennison. And what I love about content is its ability to tell a story. Every person, every product in the world has a story to tell, and content is a great way to see what that story is. Hi, I'm Jonathan Aiken. I'm the Director of RFID and Digital Partnerships at Avery Dennison. And what I love about content is it's different for everybody and how everyone consumes it, online, mobile, and uh, in real life. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We're here at South by Southwest at Max's Wine Dive, um, part of the Retail Innovation Lounge. So we're really excited to be here. And joining us today is Julie Vargas and Jonathan Aiken, along with my co-host, Pavan Bal. Hey, hey. (laughs) Dude, I haven't been on this show, have I? I I think once back in the day. Thanks for having me. I haven't yeah. been on the show either, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. I'm just making my rounds now, right? I'm just getting, like, selfish with the airtime on Mouth Media. Nice. <laughs> nice. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, I'm super excited. Long-time listener, first-time podcast. You're listening to Content Is Your Business, conversations with industry leaders and influencers covering the strategy and innovation of brand storytelling. Produced by Mouth Media Network, powered by Sennheiser. And now, here are your hosts. like been talking so much about the amazing things that you guys have been up to at Avery Dennison and I think yesterday was really a testament to how like visual and contextual content relates back to digital technology so do you want to tell us a little bit about like the connected lounge that you guys put together yeah I'll start so um so we're really excited to be at South by Southwest uh you know, it's interesting because a lot of people think of us as a packaging um, company only. And, and what we've really been working on is where and how we can take that expertise and turn it into a portal for amazing experiences. So yesterday we hosted a customization lounge where our creative team made some phenomenal um, designs around South by Southwest. Uh, and those designs came to life through an augmented reality application um, hosted by Aralyn. And then on top of that, we also showed technology behind authentication in the same bags. So part of it was the art and the creativity and how consumers can can bring their products to life. And the other part was was a little bit more pragmatic around where and how they can connect to those same bags and see the provenance and authenticity of of products um, through digital uh, technology that's on product itself. I love that so much. I think being able to relate product back to augmented reality, this is definitely how we're trending. And then it turns it into, again, digital content, right? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great for us. I mean, here at South by Southwest, it's hard to compete. There's everyone's doing amazing things, and you see robots walking by, and you kind of don't even realize it. You know, it's uh. just like you know, and everyone's got VR and AR. But I, we were literally overwhelmed with the number of people that came by our our station that really just wanted to actually personalize things, and that's actually kind of a new trend right now is personalization. So we had these canvas bags, and then you could choose from. 10 different badges and put as many badges on as you want, you know, a South by badge, a, a rock and roll badge, a star, a spaceship, you know, whatever you wanted. And then you can put your name on it too, or your initials. And people put the most crazy things on. And I actually spent about four hours just making bags and just looking at what people were doing. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. What was the number one thing that you saw from yesterday? 
uh, the number one thing that I saw, well, it was kind of interesting because we were outside the uh, booth where Julie was doing her uh, talk on, you know, fake versus real. And so we just got to see all the different people coming by. But uh, in terms of the things that we were making, I mean, there were some really cool designs and people were making things for their girlfriends or, or for their mom. One guy had a, he spelled out mom. Um, there was somebody who made a bag for like every person in his family. So that took a long time. <laughs> and that was very generous of you yes, guys. <laughs> but it was cool because, you know, inside each bag, we had a QR code that you could link back that would tell you a lot more about Avery Dennison. And then also inside the bag, we put a little flyer that where you, if you downloaded the app, you could see an augmented reality with our partner, Erilyn. And so then you, you turn on the Erilyn app and then you could actually experience you know flying through space so that was pretty cool and it, it's interesting right because we we talk about this a lot we're really excited about connected products and we often think about the practical use of them um, but what was really neat about the, the personalization element is every product also has an emotional connection so we did some work with the digital EQ last year this concept of what's that kind of breakpoint between um, efficiency and then also also emotional attachment and the personalization area really showed um, it's not just about the technology but about the the artistic side and what can I show of myself and how can I create my own content on a physical product um, and then connect it to my digital life. Last year at South by Southwest actually we had a live recording with uh, designer Rebecca Minkoff and uh, a lot of the focus was on the integration of RFID into their products, specifically with Avery Dennison. Um, now, they were using at the time, and it was a big press buzzworthy moment for retail and fashion, and they were using it to, um, I guess, extend the interaction between the actual physical product and the consumer or the brand and the consumer well after purchase. Is that still an application that's happening today? Yes, it is. Uh -huh. So there, So there's a couple of layers to it. I mean, if you think about... RFID and, and serialization and brand protection, they lived in the enterprise space for a long time. So how do I tell the people who work for me how to use this to make our processes better? Mm -hmm. What was exciting about um, what Rebecca Minkoff was doing was really taking that same functionality. And gamifying it, basically. Ga basically, yeah. yeah. Giving it to their consumer, saying this unlocks VIP opportunities for you. Um, this, this gives you back. There was one that was access to their fashion week in LA. Um, so that piece of it was there on its own. And then also in store, it gives them things like reviews, we're looking at other opportunities for, for checkout. And, and that's where I see the content kind of connecting into these experiences, right? Because it's basically you're using this technology through Avery Dennison to bridge the, the physical and the, pro well, the physical to the physical through content, right? So they're unlocking, as you mentioned, discounts or partner benefits and things of that while you're walking around, right? right. And just right. doing the things you do. Every day, that's right. And I think the key is the phone is your unlock, right? So yeah. everyone has a phone on them today. And, um, you know, a lot of people are shopping and they're actually texting their friends. And there's all these new apps that are out there where you could like actually get like an anonymous person. To, you can sign up to he'll give you like honest feedback of your outfits versus like your friend that might not actually give you honest feedback. So it's it's pretty amazing, like all the different things that are out there. But, you know, right now, especially with Apple unlocking the ability for QR codes on the camera. So you just literally open the camera and point it. I really think that you're going to see it's like, a game changer. At the next Can you imagine if QR, QR codes, codes are back? I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. They're going to come back. That's why we made the validation again with retro. Yeah. Can, you, like, can you imagine the power of Apple just yeah. doing that? Yeah. Like, that's it. It's back. Well, I think for them, it was a huge competitive uh, piece for um, the Chinese market in particular because mm -hmm. QR codes are massive in Asia. And part of that is 
I think people kind of talk about Alibaba and Tencent, but it's really actually the fact that typing uh, things on a phone in Chinese is actually really hard. Whereas uh, typing things there's in, a lot of characters. Yeah, yeah. and and because you have to spell it phonetically, and then it pops mm-hmm. up and you pick it right. Whereas in English, it's much easier the keyboard. Got it. Now they so. just need to populate our yeah. phones with the QR app as opposed to making us download it first. Well, no. So that's what we were just saying. So literally, the iPhone, the camera, the, it reads QR automatically, yeah. so you don't have to do that. Ironically, uh, Android doesn't have that, and yeah. everyone is always saying like, "Oh, you know, Apple's copying Android." Well, in this case, Apple's ahead of the game. Yeah, so. it's interesting for other generations too that aren't digital natives, right? I don't think my mother knows what a QR code is. Well, maybe now. Really fun Thanksgiving conversations, um, <laughs> but she knows where her camera is. Everyone knows how to use their camera. So I think the other really interesting piece that we found is we, because of the business we're in, we think a lot about how do we integrate these different connectors into packaging.、Yeah. And the connector is important. But I want to get back to the this concept of content.、Yeah. If it's not an intriguing、um, experience, if there's no value exchange,、mm-hmm. if I'm not getting something from the actual interaction. It doesn't matter if my, you know, jacket yells at me from the closet. Hey, pick up your phone and interact with me. If there's no value exchange, it's not happening. Yeah.、Um, so it's really exciting for us to kind of find a way to merge those and always stay ahead on both sides of the coin. Do either of you have an interesting use case that you've seen in the Chinese market, essentially that can, you know, that just really, really stood out to you? Well, I think one thing is everyone talking about Amazon Go is like, oh, they're the first self-checkout place. Well. They're everywhere in China, self-checkout、right. stores, and it's Amazon just has this brand power, especially the North American market. So,、uh, and that's they're using QR codes there for for the checkout. So,、um, but I mean, there's how about so, for content though? For content,、uh, well, obviously, like the Rebecca Minkoff mirror that we were talking about, Rebecca Minkoff、mm-hmm. earlier is still、uh, a huge like. It's, it has a lot of presence in the retail industry, and everybody is aware of it. And a lot of people are trying to copy it. So, you know, this is where you have your RFID tag. You walk into the fitting room. There's a mirror in there, and it shows you everything about the product. And then you can also change the lighting in the fitting room because lighting is important for what you're wearing, right? So. Um, you know that is is huge. So and I, selfies, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, right. So yeah, change the lighting for the best selfie, so I、yeah. can send it to my friend to get a, a review, or my anonymous friend if、uh, if I'm using that app. So, but yeah, I mean,、uh, content it, it's so important. But you know, when I worked at Lululemon, we tried to do a.、Um, An in-room fitting app, and one of the challenges that we had was actually content. Like we weren't able to pull engaging information from the e-com site back into the fitting room.、Mm-hmm. So、um, ultimately, we stopped that that pilot. But we should have really. One of the lessons learned was instead of it being an IT and an retail operations, we really should have hooked the brand people in from the beginning to say, "Hey, this is what we're doing. Let's co-develop things, and let's think about it from a holistic strategy of now because." Every brand has a whole photo studio and a video team. They go on site. They go to Hawaii. They shoot all these amazing things. Well, why not make sure that we can shoot something that can actually be shown in the fitting room? So you can't just tackle it on an individual basis. Yeah. And where do you see the future of like, I guess,、uh, using all of these connected devices and looping in user-generated content? User-generated content. So that's actually a really interesting one. So、um, if you download the Lululemon app today. Um, I don't know if it's still on there, but for a while they were actually allowing user-generated content to be added into the Lulu app. So it was kind of meant to be almost like an Instagram for people who were Lulu fans, and、yeah. there's a lot of people out there who are right.、And、so the the digital team, the, the app is one of the things that they added in was the ability for. I think it started out mostly as store employees、um, to allow them to add content in, but it, 
what it made it was more real, more authentic, right? Versus something that was done on like on a photo shoot or in a in a photo studio. So. And I think it's interesting because it goes back to what we saw yesterday. I think people are hungry to share their content. So I believe it's a massive unlock. Um, I think, you know, all industries right now are being disrupted in, in you know, apparel and footwear is no exception. Fashion in general, though, tends to be um, a little bit, it's very personal. It's very uh, content heavy. Um, but we haven't quite found that unlock between how do we give that access, you know, uh, ubiquitously across brands. I think that's going to be the next big big phase for us. It's not just connected products so that I can see what I have, but how do I share and tell my story across the places I'm already interacting with influencers and brands and, and give them additional content that makes the story rich for me and for everyone that um, is following them as well. I love that so much. I feel like it's also going to be motivating them to take those actions, right? So after they've actually consumed the content, we forget about like what the next step is. How do we ask them to take these actions, right? Well, before it was on a hashtag, right? That's yeah. it. So yeah. hashtag Mouth Media, and you could be on our website, right? Yeah. So things like yeah. that. And now you're you're finding that technology just accelerates that and, and just opens up the possibilities of how this content could be captured and, and bucketed. Yeah. And it's amazing what people will do. I mean, if to be on someone's page, right? If you literally interacted with their product and put how much you love it with a, with their at and their hashtag and it was automatically happening through a product, people do that stuff. It's, it's fascinating the amount of activity on unboxing and, and sharing that's that goes unnoticed by the brands that that they're sharing because um, it's not connected. And this authentic way of communicating your brand message through the people that are using it is the most effective, right? We know that and we see that from like the departure of mega influencers to now micro influencers. And, you know, it's just Absolutely. that is what it is. People believe an influencer or someone that they follow on Instagram way more than they believe the brand directly themselves. Yep. Yeah, yep. because they've established the trust factor. So the more you consume the content from people that you trust, the more you're going to want to be a part of that ecosystem, yep. right? Absolutely. And, you know, when, when Lulu was doing this with their app, they were able to see the, the dwell time and the amount of people were, time people were spending on the app dramatically increase. Yeah. So it's like I think it's important when, when you do any kind of branding campaign is how do you measure and then how can you record and see what the success is? But absolutely, like having real user-generated authentic content, that's what it's really about. Yeah. So when you guys start working on projects with some of these companies, what's the starting point? Like, how do you decide where the need is? Do they come to you and say, we want to work on X? Or is it like a mutual brainstorm session? Good question. I think it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, we the nice thing about Every Denison is we work with pretty much every brand. Yeah. So we have account managers who are out there actively talking to people. And so they know um, what the brands are doing and what they're up to. But, you know, we also have different teams that are talking to them about RFID projects or digital projects. And so for us, it's it's a, it's a little bit of both. And, and for us, like, we really want to get our name out there and just say, like, you know, these are things that we're doing. But, you know, we have amazing people on our team that are doing design. So we're actually, you know, helping design packaging, designing uh, emblems and embellishments. So we're actually kind of really working collaboratively with the brands on lots of campaigns. And I think that's the, the unlock, too, because... RFID technology, QR, we just talked about making a comeback. The technology isn't necessarily new, and the capability is definitely there. Um, but one of the really exciting things that I think we've started to do recently is really take the holistic approach. So our teams, I mean, our teams actually help with full season branding on certain for certain customers. Um, so they are in, they're creative, the, the way that they're hel helping them tell their story visually, now connecting that to the digital component um, and telling that holistically across 
a product or across um, a brand line, it, it's really exciting. I think we always think about design elements, um, and we rarely think of digital as a, as a design element. And this is one real big opportunity. It's not about how it connects and what the connectors are and what the chips are that work with the antennas. It's about how it can totally transform the way you design your product and the opportunities you give to your end consumer. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, I would say, like, you you don't want to go in and tell people, oh, I'm going to sell you some RFID tags. Like, really what you want to go is, like, this is a problem that I can help you solve. You know, you're feeling yeah. that your store traffic is declining because, you know, Amazon is competing with you or you're feeling like, the, you know, the mall traffic is, is bad or whatever. So let's talk about how we can do omni-channel so we can do ship from store. So yeah, maybe your store doesn't have as high a volume anymore, but we're still putting new product into your store. And guess what? Now we can actually sell that online. So with RFID, it gives you inventory visibility unparalleled to what you had before. Like, for example, if you go to the Lululemon web app and uh, either the, the mobile app or the website, you can see real-time inventory across every store in the United States and Canada that is updated in less than five minutes. And that's just unbelievable, right? And it's super accurate. They're, they're not, for all the Lulu fans that are out there, I'm sure there's thousands of them listening to this podcast right now, but um, they, they, they would want to really know that information, right? And what I think Lou actually hasn't done a good job of is telling people that there's no safety stock. So people still don't trust like inventory accuracy online, yeah. but I can tell you there is no safety stock. Like if it says there's two left, there's only two left in that store. Wow. But we know that there's two left. That's impressive. Yeah, I think it's really the, amazing. The best part of working with you guys is it, you don't just come with like a product. You come with actual consultancy, right? So like, just like you had mentioned, you actually come in, you kind of ideate with the team, you you problem solve and come up with solutions yep. together. And that to me is the best part of working yeah. with you guys. Yeah. We're, we're really passionate. I mean, I think it, it's interesting. So um, my entry into RFID, I started my days at Coach. and. After you've ever done a manual count of 300 <laughs> key fobs in a DC, you look at this and go, there has to be a better way to make yeah. this work, right? Um, and so I, I would say that there's consultancy, but there's also this passion around not just how technology works or technology for technology's sake, but there's a massive opportunity to disrupt our industry, to do things better, and, and at the end of the day, create a consumer content digital experience that really serves what we want, which ultimately is, to connect to communities, to be happy, to not waste any of our precious time. Um, and, and that's what keeps us motivated. Yeah. I think as more and more products come online, we'll see a massive disruption in our industry the same way we've seen in other industries. And that it, it's an opportunity for all of us just to take the friction out of, of, of interacting with brands and, and sharing our content. What type of, you know, we're, we're seeing a huge trend towards um, transparency or sustainability overall, yeah. right? And uh, in general, people are becoming, or brands are understanding that they have to shift the way that they do business yeah. as a collective on the macro side in order to re-steer this world, yeah. literally. Um, now, with that, what types of storytelling applications can be I guess, provided through RFID. And I know that yesterday, Julie, with your talk with The Real Real, you talked about authentication, but you also talked about the, um, I guess, the marriage between blockchain and RFID and how yeah. that world can and look like. Can you walk through that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So it's a huge opportunity. I think that um, what what we look at is we just talked about um, Jonathan and experience at Lululemon of giving the customer the right product at the right place at the right time. In today's world, there's two ways to do that. Either you don't have it um, or you overproduce and, and you don't know what you have or 
you have RFID. But I think what's really exciting about um, digital life, if the product is born digital and you can actually capture every step along the way, you're able to not only make that information transparent for your customer, but also drive more sustainable um, supply chains. We're working a lot around the education with Sustainable Apparel Coalition as well on how we can just use the product to tell to tell the consumer where it's been and what it is and why it's better for the planet or the people um, involved. But I think that the, the interesting concept around blockchain is for authentication, it's always lived in an enterprise world. So the enterprise itself, the, the brand itself was responsible for looking up the information and saying, yes, I've confirmed that this is yeah. authentic. Um, what's really exciting Not about, easy. Not easy. No. Um, Nearly and, impossible, in fact. Right, yeah. right. Well, yes, um, there, there's definitely this, this challenge to say, um, and also if, it, if the answer is it's not authentic, what's your communication with that person and how do you want well, to interact? Well, if you have 2,000 suppliers and then 4,000 sub-suppliers, right. I mean, it's, the permutation is pretty large. Right, yeah. 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 And, it's, it's, and everything um, can be copied so easily, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, we obviously have a very sophisticated brand protection, but the challenge is how do you educate the consumer? You know, we have tons of technology that I can't even tell you what it is because it's a secret, right? But um, We don't like secrets on this show. <laughs> <laughs> not into it. But it's not uh, our I, I, I can tell you then I have to kill you. No. Um, but uh, literally the um, but how do you how does somebody know that it's it's real or if it's fake? But imagine if you could take your phone pull it out and point it at a product. Say, so, yeah, I know where it came from. Yeah, and yeah. say either through augmented reality or QR code. But what's fascinating whatever. to me is really the communication of this. So going back to content is that yes. how do brands now use this to say, well, we saved, you know, 200 trillion gallons of water last year, right? Yep. And and those types of rich stories that are socially responsible Which or whatever it is. Goes totally back to content. And so, you know, one of the things when I'm I'm in there talking to the digital teams and they're saying, well, what can I do for you? And I said, well, it's actually, you know, or what, what can Avery Dennison do? I said, it's really what do you want to say? You know, what's the content that you want to provide? Because it's really unlimited. What we're really doing is giving you a complete connection from the consumer to the product. And then we connect those two things together. But there's that. But there's that other layer, which Julie mentioned, is that you have a consulting group that's also helping walk through some of these content strategies. Sure. Now, does it help if a brand has an in-house content team, or is it better if you guys are forming this strategy and helping guide it as an agency? I think. I think there's a, a bit of both, and I think there's also the user-generated content layer. So um, it, it's the biggest challenge, to be honest. The, and when I mean content team, I mean content studio. Yeah, so even yeah, taking yeah. it a little yeah. bit further. Yeah. Yeah, and I think so. What's interesting, especially around sustainability, um, I think there is we're very active at the industry level because I think that everyone agrees that it's important, but it hasn't been a real content driver at the individual brand level. Um, and so we're working with a lot of brands. There are some brands that really do a great job of it. We're working to leverage those best practices yeah. and work with Sustainable Apparel Coalition. But I would say it can't be static content, right? So um, it is important, whoever's telling that story, it's it's not our story to tell. It's really important that they not only are, are able to tell the story through their content, we can help yeah. them um, communicate that content through the products themselves, the logic around that, uh, and with some new technologies around, you know, machine learning and AI and yeah. some others. There's ways to teach, you know, bots to do some of this as well. Um, I think that's going to as long as they're not racist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as long as that's, important. that's important. I mean, that was a while ago, but yeah, I mean, yeah. still, that <laughs> was important. Tremendous. But, but, so, but I think you know, <laughs> think about the, what Google calls the micro moments, right? Yeah. It's like you're standing in line, you're you're about to check out, you scan the product. Um, 
you're not going to want to watch a five-minute video about how much water was saved because we've developed a new way of, of washing jeans. You may want to do that later when you get home. So, you know, we try to break things into like the pre-purchase and the post-purchase, right? And then there's also like the in the moment you're standing in line. And, you know, one of the things when you're standing in line is like, gosh, I really wish I could just check out right now instead of waiting in a 10-person. 10, 10 you know, I wonder how this could work. So one of our co-hosts on the Fashion Is Your Business show, Rohan Diusker, he is the founder of Stylytics. Now, they actually can embed shoppable styles into the receipts mm. so into your digital receipt yep. can you see that being an interesting application of uh, rfid with the content kind of flowing into the post-purchase documents it, it all ties together to the skew right and so at the end of the day the skew is your your driver back to the content and the difference with rfid is it's a unique serialized version of that skew. So you might have skew number one, two, three, but now you can have A, B, C, and D. And so you have A and I have B and she has C. And so each of us can actually have slightly different interactions as well. But we also will know who has A, who has B, who has C. Mm -hmm. and, and all that. Going back to personalization, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get right back with uh, your brand story and how that relates to technology. The superior audio quality on Mouth Media Network is powered by Sennheiser. And as a listener, you can receive a 25% discount on virtually any headphone, microphone, and other high-quality audio product available to purchase directly on the Sennheiser website. Just visit Sennheiser.com and enter the code MouthMediaSen, that's MouthMedia, S-E-N-N, at checkout. You can follow us on social media at Content Biz Show. That's Content B-I-Z Show. And episodes are available on our website, contentisyourbusiness.com, and wherever the best podcasts are found. Okay, so we are back, still here at South by Southwest. <laughs> and we're talking about, like, really how technology has helped and enabled uh, retail and where the opportunities are. And you had briefly mentioned something about a mint story. So, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so one of the things that Julie was talking about earlier was the emotional connection to products, right? And so uh, when we were at, I was at Lululemon, um, our CIO actually came in and told me this story, and it was how he got super excited about RFID. And Basically, um, a customer came in, they were looking for these mittens that were selling at Christmas time two seasons ago, and um, she really wanted these mittens. And the person who was running the, the part of the store who was trying to help her, she was able to look up in the RFID system and say, we know that there's one here in the store, but they couldn't find it. And so they basically pressed a button on the RFID handheld. It started beeping like a Geiger counter. They were walking around the store and she's looking everywhere in the store. The customer's like following her like a puppy, literally like trying to find it. And then somebody had hidden them. You know how people like hide things if they want to come yeah. back later? So it was oh, hidden yeah. in a pile of clothes. So she lifted it up, beep, 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 beep finds it amazing. the customer goes this is amazing and the ci was like i totally believe this now 
And so everyone was happy, you know, you know, the, the store was happy because they made a sale. The customer was ecstatic because she got the thing, but it was like this cool application of technology in a retail store. Yeah, and also like creating positive sentiment, right? That customer probably walked away so happy yep. and fulfilled yeah. afterwards, and that increases the longevity yeah. of the Nothing relationship. like letting them down before you bring them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I think a lot of people are disappointed with inventory accuracy, right? Because mm -hmm. nobody trusts it. But I tell you, like you go into any Lululemon store in the US or Canada and you ask them what do you think of RFID like first thing their their face will light up especially if they were there before they had it because they know how hard it was to manage inventory so but yeah it's it's such a cool thing yeah consumers don't have really high expectations either so it helps <laughs> <laughs> so before we were talking about like the brand story and how you guys have been doing such interesting things to to communicate it and I think it kind of re it relates back to the fact that like until this point we've relied so heavily on influencers to mm -hmm. storytell they become the content creators yeah. and now it's actually almost like brands are able to take the power back right. and really start communicating like history and information and create a direct connection back to the product and then relate it back to the brand. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think the rise of influencers shows that there is this incredible desire to hear a story, to hear the story, to connect to brands, to understand um, what's happening. So there's definitely the need. It's been a bit of a perfect storm for brands. So not only have they really, you know, moved to this true channel-less world is what I would call it, right? Subscriptions and guilt and eBay, all sorts of places to buy their products. Um, they don't get to control their message as much as they used to. And then the influencers are, are doing a phenomenal job at telling stories for them, but it's not always one that they can control or, or help steer or even augment sometimes. Um, yep. So this incredible, the, the, the product itself is the one consistent component, no matter where you're getting it from, first generation, second generation, I mean, wherever you're, you're finding this product, if it's digitally connected, you have a connection straight to the person who created it, whether that's the designer, whether that's the brand and the lifestyle. Um, you can now use a digital component to, to give feedback and turn it into a one-to-one -one conversation versus just this push messaging that the brands were very comfortable with 10 years ago and no longer have direct control over because of the rise of, of different channels and content creation. You know, so after having a, um, like a smart home device, I've been realizing that I've been getting targeted on social media a lot just by the conversations I'm having at home. Now, I understand that this is for the more I've like fluidity. This. I don't know if I believe it. I, I'm starting to believe it more and more. Really? Yeah. 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 People are telling me that their iPhones are listening to them. And it I, might be connected know. home. I don't know. It, yeah, but no, it's, but I, yeah, it's popping up like crazy. Yeah. I want to test the theory for myself because mm -hmm. I haven't had that experience and I have no. three Alexas in my house. So. so, but given that, yeah. regardless, it's it's one of those paranoid kind of creepy, yeah. you know, cool versus creepy type of moments. Yeah. And I'm wondering how are, you know, how are people interpreting all of this connected right. clothing stuff? Because I know in the very beginning, oh, forget it, uproar out the wazoo. Yeah. Now you're finding there's a bit more of a comfort, but still, I mean, there is that hesitation with brands where, okay, well, what's cool and what's creepy? And how do you stay tethering that balance on the right yeah. side of it? I, I definitely want to clarify one thing too. Like a lot of people think, oh, if there's an RFID tag, then, you got a microwave. Then, yeah, then, immediately. Then, then I need to like put a tin hat on or something. Yeah. But first of all, it's like flammable it, in the it, microwave. Don't right. put it in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, don't put it in the microwave. <laughs> Only put the microwave safe tag from every dentist. That yeah. Oh, right. well, yeah. Launch it's good year. for two minutes in the microwave. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think a lot of people think, oh, now the brand can track me wherever I go, and that's definitely not true. I mean, first of all, you can just cut it out and throw it away, but you need specialty technology to track RFID and it only works within 30 or 40 feet. Right. 
what in terms of what the brand can do for interaction is if you have if you take that RFID tag and you take the serial number and make it unique and then you turn that into a QR code then from there once the consumer chooses to engage right and it's all about choice then they can add that unique item into their digital closet or they can or you could just drive it anywhere yeah. right at that point yeah i so, mean that's what that's what i was saying to the brand people like literally it's it's there's so many if choices. we're talking content it could be driven to video yeah, totally, curation yeah. to, to yeah. audio to anything and jonathan yeah. made a really important point it has to be your choice so i think you know going back to this concept of transparency or privacy. Transparency to me is not just where did this come from, what's it made of, but it's also transparency of who, like what am I doing with your information? Am I, and that's just not, that's not products, that's in, inside their application on any channels. I would say that um, it, it's not an additional feature of any of these products. You have to have the ability to opt in and opt out of whatever you want to do across any platform these days. Um, and I think that will continue to grow. I think that has to be um, the, the core trust level has to be that uh, you have the ability to, to, to interact or not interact, and that's your choice. Right. Um, and I think that will continue to, to mm -hmm. grow with time. Should everyone just adopt Facebook's uh, terms of you know service? Yeah, we all do. <laughs> I mean, there's a We're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> you automatically opt into everything. I just think there's a QR code reader in Facebook, too, yeah. which I was like, yeah. what are they doing with that? But it just all it does is it reads the QR, when, but I don't know what they're doing on When RFID came out, we were, ever, there was a lot of talk around privacy. It's yeah. changed a bit. I mean, we... I don't remember who said it, but we all gave up our privacy a long time ago to watch really cute cats play the piano. Um, <laughs> and, and now it's a different world, but I still think that there's an expectation um, that if you're going to build trust with me, I need to know that I don't have to do this if I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and that's in the connected home, that's in connected clothing. As more and more things come online, I think that will increasingly become table stakes for any well, type I of Also, digitally native generations don't give a shit. Well, that, that's true. Right. But I also think that you guys like, have been really smart about it. You've created stepping stones. So, like, you've started, like, at the lowest barrier to entry, right? QR codes, uh, RFID, and now you're building upwards towards augmented reality. And I'm sure you have some really interesting yeah. projects in the works. Yeah. <laughs> AR is really cool. So, you know, the, I, I want to talk to a partner who can serialize augmented reality, right? Because once once you can serialize that experience, then, then it really does that one-to-one -one connection. So... But uh, you know, another way of doing it is near field tag. So NFC, which is native in Android, but not yet native in iPhone. Well, it's, it's native in iPhone, but you still need an app. But it kind of leverages the extension of Apple Pay. Yeah. So, but with that, you, know, you don't even have to take a picture or use the camera app. You just tap and go. And that's pretty cool. So, um, but I, one of the things I want to talk about was around content is what's going to happen with search engine optimization. So SEO. So it's a bit of a, a, bit of a pivot, but... You know, you're you're creating that one-to-one -one connection with a brand now. So, do you need to do as much SEO optimization of buying all these AdWords if now what you can do is you you can directly interact with the consumer? So, I mean, majority of searches now actually start on Amazon. They don't even start on Google, according to Scott Galloway in his new book. So, if you guys are that you know is who's wild, Scott Galloway. Actually. Yeah, so like people are we're gonna people see a searching. switch in the user behavior yeah. soon because but but now if you can interact now you're you're locking your brand you're you're locking your consumer into your brand and not a competitor brand who happened to have purchased something on Amazon uh, in terms of a keyword or purchased on Google or, or in any other search engine. Right. And the more places you have to go and the more general content you have, the more important it is you do personalize it because if it's not relevant, 
it, it won't matter. And, and so that's the really exciting piece of this. And, and a lot of the technologies coming about now is I think we've all gotten, you know, we all automatically delete some of our blast emails, even from our favorite brands. Yeah. So what's the new channel to say, I actually know you as a consumer. I know what you're, you're looking for and I can help help augment who you are. Whatever that looks like across any product, not just apparel or footwear, I think that's going to be increasingly important. What do you guys have up the pipeline? Oh, lots and lots of conversations, lots of things. I mean, that's one of the things we're at South by, right, is to find partners and, and people to talk to. But uh, there's so many things that we're working on. One of the really cool things that we just launched yesterday over over in Europe, you know, everyone talks like, oh, you know, this drug is being tested in Europe. Well, in our case, we're yeah. testing a concept in Europe, and it's with um, Saturn, which is kind of like a Best Buy of Austria and Germany. So they have just done a pop-up in Austria and it's got a self-checkout. So that's actually pretty cool. So it's like the Amazon Go experience. It's with our partner MishiPay. So we're providing the tags. NeedApp, which is a, um, a Dutch RFID company, is doing the RFID component. And then MishiPay is doing the self-checkout. So You guys so are almost borderline becoming one-stop shop, right? Like well, you can... <sighs> It's it's an ecosystem and it's yeah. partners, right? But we we have those people. We're we're talking to all those people, and so we're able to bring that to you as a brand. I mean, we get we get the pleasure of speaking a little bit more futuristic, but it's 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 a really exciting time around the base adoption of RFID. And Jonathan did a great job of explaining why it's important. It's the basics. So right now, doing the basics of having the right product at the right time and getting it to you fast, it's not easy um, in the way that we built the original system. But I think so. there will be stepping stones to this connected future. And some of it's just very, very straightforward, valuable use cases like self-checkout or even things that what do you do the first time you click on something online? You look to see what the reviews are, how many stars it have. That's not something you can do always in stores. So we'll see that continue to increase. Um, RFID is just coming over the, the adoption threshold. I think we'll see that uh, almost everywhere as a, as a way to compete with the large um, e-tailers out there. And, and so it's going to be really exciting and accelerate very quickly over the next five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, not wanting to get too into politics, but there is a... a t- uh, Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> we love Robin's that. eyes just yeah. lit up. He's like, But with the recent tax cut, that's actually stimulating um, retailers to look at how they want to spend, right? And so, you know, you're seeing, oh, we're going to give bonuses to people, um, but we're also going to um, spend money on, on projects and infrastructure and innovation. So I think um, everyone at South by is going to start to see this as brands start to re-engage and, and ignite. Like, what can we do, especially in an, in an OPEX cloud-based model, right? And so, you know, we're talking to tons and tons of people around all these different kinds of things. Um, but Too bad we can't sell guns anymore, huh? Oh, wait, we can. Don't we can. even get me. I'm, I'm Canadian. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. I'm Canadian, so uh, you know, I'm, dual, I'm dual U.S. Canadian. I have a British passport too so but um but yeah don't don't get me started on the gun yeah. <laughs> i think but, that, uh, i think that's we a won't good steal that for you. <laughs> um so really quickly before we wrap we usually do something called the more personal side of things and for me i personally love to know what you guys are reading what's what is keeping you in tune with the mm. digital ecosystem um, so I had the pleasure of um, being on uh, speaking in Australia a couple of weeks ago, um, and Scott Galloway was actually the, the the keynote speaker. And if you guys have ever heard him, he's amazing. If you haven't, go to YouTube. He actually predicted that Amazon would buy Whole Foods, and uh, he is. Yeah. It wasn't a mistake. Yeah. He didn't say. <laughs> I don't know. He's I don't think it's a mistake. I mean, that's where I bought my first Alexa. So Futurist. it was in Whole Foods. He also but, happens to be a majority stakeholder in Whole Foods now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but but Scott, he's a he's a really interesting speaker, and he has a book now called The Four, and it's about the the four big companies that are on the the way to becoming trillion dollar market caps, right? Facebook, Amazon, Google, and Apple, right? And so and what they should do, and you know, uh, Amazon's a great company. I love it. I'm a Prime member, and but he has some really fascinating things. Like here's a, here's a good stat: more people have Prime memberships in the United States than actually own guns. Going back to our gun conversation, or go to church. So, I mean, it's unbelievable how many people have Prime memberships, right? So, yeah, you can't beat two-day shipping, right? <laughs> or, or same day. So or what, same that's day. what we were in Australia yeah. talking about because Amazon just landed. And in Australia, e-commerce is five to seven days. And so I was like, I told people I ordered a, a, something from my bike because I'm a cyclist at 10 o'clock in the morning and it showed up two hours later in my house. Yeah. And, and like, there was just like a gasp in the audience in Australia. Like they literally couldn't believe that. And I was like, yeah. that, that's like the normal thing in the United States now. So what about you, Julie? Books, content, what do you consume? It's interesting. I, I have a lot of books that I want to read, but it's <laughs> lately there's so much happening in, I mean, I, I'm just going to say it because what would a week at South by 2018 be without saying the words blockchain? <laughs> um, it's everywhere it's happening right now. So a lot of white papers around blockchain. What's really interesting um, is to kind of see the, the new fragmentation of distributed ledger ideas around public, semi-private semi and private. Um, there's a lot of great content out there, but there's actually um, a really, really really interesting perspective on it. And a lot of it's coming out of Stanford and MIT. So we're doing a lot of white paper reading, which yeah. is super exciting. Yeah. And you're even, it looks like you're even starting to incorporate it into your strategy. So that's interesting, right? Yeah. I think everyone's looking at it to try yeah. and figure out what this means. And, and honestly, um, it's not new. We've been looking at it for quite some time. It's just the acceleration of, of how it's morphing into sub-businesses. I mean, I think yeah. it's it's fascinating. Probably half of the, the people we come in contact are trying to start something new around yeah. transparent distributed ledgers. But there's still a lot to be seen, similar to the Internet of Things, similar to sensor technology. Um, a couple decades ago, it's so fragmented, and there's so many ways it could go. It's going to take some, some leadership and some compelling use cases for it to go anywhere at all. And I think that it's that sort of separating that fear of the Bitcoin currency fluctuation and uh, like there's there's literally thousands of virtual coins out there now, right? And you know, separating that fear of it being a scam versus separating uh, that from the value that blockchain can actually bring to you, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's think, a, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I think a lot of people just like content, people want more data to make better content to make things that are relevant to them. So I think this um, democratization. Uh, of data, content, all of it will be will be required in the future, and blockchain, you know, does that for you. So it'd be interesting. Cool. So, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Um, I'm a big LinkedIn fan. I think you know I use it on a daily basis. That is actually a true statement. You message me through LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Pavan too. Actually, uh, I said, hey, I really want to get onto your podcast, but I've actually connected through some of your other prior. I didn't accept your were, uh, your invite uh, until on. after I met Julie properly yeah. for a while. Well, I had to vouch for I, like, oh, yeah. I, I actually get a lot of LinkedIn requests, um, but I think you know, just take that extra seconds. I know sometimes to it's write hard a message. UI to write yeah. a message is is uh, important because uh, there's a lot of people reaching out right now I don't I don't know how you find me these days sometimes my, my husband struggles with that too no I, I mean it, it's true I, I'm in well, a couple of places emails. I know <laughs> so email's not, not good right um, no honestly I, I um the best place to find me I mean you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and and uh, what's your handle my handle is at Julie Vargas AD as an Avery Dennison um I think that and uh, 
you can find me there. But I think what would be great is there's a lot of really interesting events coming up. So I'll be at Shop Talk, we'll be at RBTE, a um, couple of IoT forums that are out there. So I'd love to meet up in person. Um, and so find me, that's probably the best way to find me is, is at one of yeah. those places. Great. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a really interesting conversation, especially how you relate digital technology and connected products. Um, and we look forward to seeing you guys back at home. You've been listening to Content Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for this show, or to become a sponsor, email us at contentshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Content Biz Show. That's Content B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, contentisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.